0: Welcome to Lean Agile Management Podcast, a show by Kanbanize that helps you boost work efficiency, create culture of high performance, and build teams that thrive. Welcome to The Lamp. Today on the show... Don't use your own internal
1: people to understand your own fitness. You need to really find out from the customer. Uh, it's going it's to build trust. It's going to help us understand... Uh, in, the, in the future, what, how to how to design our our services, how to design our teams, how to design our organizations, but how much better to find out at the beginning than at the end when when the contract's on the line or when people have been working really hard on the wrong thing or the, in the wrong way, everybody's tempted this way to say, "Well, why don 't you give it to me by friday in the, in the absence of actually having performance data and again quantitative understanding of how we're how we 're performing we're always going to rely on artificial or fake due dates or, or time constraints. You know, Without having an understanding of what the customer values, they're going to find other metrics. A lot of times they're vanity metrics. The service delivery aspect of our what we do matters just as much as the actual product. Well, now you're getting personal demo, but that's okay.
0: Our special guest today is Matt Phillip. Matt is the Director of Learning and Development at ThoughtWorks. He's a coach and trainer of lean and agile methods, a passionate advocate of quality, continuous learning, and fitness for, for purpose. Hi Matt, welcome on the show. Hey Dima, hey thanks, it's good to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, so maybe let's dive in straight into the main question for today, <laughs> go Sure, that will fill it. And if somebody asked you, what do you think is the biggest, hottest, most itching issue in modern teams and management, what, what would you say? Wow, well, I can't speak for everyone, but uh, for me, it's certainly the thing that I'm thinking about and
1: talking about these days is the idea of the service delivery review, which mm-hmm. basically helps give us quantitative uh, feedback on the performance of our our service delivery. so I always talk about how we have great feedback uh, methods for understanding the fitness of our our product, uh even the fitness of our team internally, but how do we understand how we're doing? with service delivery from our customers, uh, vantage point. And so that's the big thing I'm, I'm talking about these days. It's on my mind that I see a lot, uh, in terms of a need with, with teams and organizations. So I don't know if that's widespread around the globe, but I, I've, I've seen it a
0: lot. Mm. And, um, how would we like define it for people who have not heard much about it? What, like, how can we put it in simpler terms?
1: Sure. Yeah. I, I usually talk about. Uh, elements of it being uh, customer focused, so from a customer's angle, uh, a quantitative uh, feedback for uh, understanding the fitness for purpose of our service delivery. So that is to say, what is the customer um, valuing about how we deliver the service? Um, so, you know, whether it's uh, software delivery, restaurant business, uh, most businesses are in the business of both product and service delivery. So it's not only the what they're delivering but how they're delivering it, mm-hmm. uh, matters as well. And so, um, I used to talk about those, those three things. So fitness for purpose of our service, the customer's, um, uh, vantage point or, or viewpoint on, on it and some kind of quantitative understanding. of. So it's a feedback for those things.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's, it sounds like it's several kinds of feedback loops and, um, better understanding of the why, right? Why behind our work? Yeah,
1: it's it really um and I, I, I've I picked this up from from David Anderson from Lean Kanban. Uh I, the idea of asking your customer, why have you chosen us? What do you value about the service we provide or, or um the particular aspects of it? And so again, I, I think uh traditional agile feedback loops, whether it's the, the showcase or demo, uh retrospective, um automated tests, automated builds. Those things give us feedback for other areas, um, but they're not giving us feedback for the, the very important um, thing that the customer has often chosen us for is how we deliver things mm-hmm. and so asking the question why what do you value about our, our our service why have you chosen us and that gives us great feedback and starts us down the path for understanding how to measure those things
0: mm-hmm. right but then um, the things that the customers would say they would definitely help us understand it on the qualitative level, as you've mentioned, but then Mm -hmm. I guess we'll have to find a way to convert that then into more actionable kind of information. Right. Right. Um, Yeah, that's right. How do we go about that?
1: Yeah. So, um, usually there's, there's concepts that are fairly universal, you know, whether it's speed of delivery, predictability of delivery, um, the throughput of delivery, how much do we get in a certain period of time? Uh, so those things are in general, important to people but they don't often know exactly what those those thresholds are they might know if it's too slow or if it's uh, too fast is a little bit stranger to think about but even 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 then there's an upper threshold that we might think about so um i encourage teams and organizations to start somewhere and and then using the service delivery review which is a, a periodic uh reflection and um discussion about the the state of service delivery is this acceptable? And so, if we say yes, um, if you if you're delivering eighty five percent of your of your work items within uh, ten days, for example, is that acceptable? Okay, that's that makes sense. Um, again, I use the, the restaurant metaphor. If you go to a restaurant, you've if you've gone to a fast food restaurant, you might choose them, uh, Well, you will choose them because maybe not the quality of the food. The quality has has to meet some. Uh, baseline, <laughs> I guess, depending on what you how, how hungry you are, uh, but but you've chosen them primarily because of the speed of the delivery and the service delivery, and so um, so you as a customer and only you as a customer can define what makes their service fit for the purpose that you want it for. So, mm-hmm. is getting your meal within ten minutes acceptable? Uh, if you get it within five minutes, would that be better, uh, as opposed to going to another another type of a restaurant, a sit-down restaurant? Um, where it's okay if you don't get served for 20 minutes, half an hour, Mm -hmm. actually, you probably expect the food to take a little longer because otherwise you'd question whether it was actually, uh, fresh made for you. Um, and so, so there's different trade-offs. There's different, different thresholds, if you will, high and low. Um, but again, you don't often know exactly what those are. Uh, at the outset, which is why the, the ongoing feedback loop is helpful to help you discover those things and get actually a, a finer sense of the threshold points.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, I got it now. Um, but then, uh, are you saying that most people wouldn't, or many teams, wouldn't actually understand the kind of expectations that customers are coming in with? Is is that the main issue?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think I've seen it. Uh, where teams are moving more to a flow-based uh, delivery pattern, so um, whether they're working in you know in hard fixed time boxes where everything's all the cadences are highly coupled, um, or if they're moving into uh, we'll deliver the stuff as soon as it's ready, it's, and and we'll work on stories or if you're using user stories, um, we'll just keep continually work on them without these these arbitrary endpoints uh, like a sprint or iteration boundary. Uh, but I've seen that they they don't often then. Um, take responsibility for giving feedback on, on the delivery of it. So people free themselves of these arbitrary uh, distinctions of of iteration and bounds or sprint b- boundaries, but then they don't also give the customer a sense of um, how long it is taking them. So in a traditional sprint world, you at least have, and it's not always true, it's not always accurate, but you at least have some sense of the boundary of things taking Two weeks to deliver. Mm. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. But that's at least some some sort of a uh, common understanding with a customer and the delivery team. When you're moving into more flow based uh, scenario, uh, you still need to give that kind of feedback. Uh, and the, the beauty is that you can actually get much better feedback in terms of a distribution of of how how long each thing takes. Because we know even in a uh, uh, in a sprint or iteration, things don't magically just dis- Get sized into the into the two week period, and they just magically happen to take that long, so even then there's things that are taking longer and shorter, and so being able to track delivery times um, is a really helpful way to express uh, things like predictability uh, and be able to see those things a little a little more um, accurately.
0: Mm-hmm. okay um, but do you th- would you say this is something that works better on a system level? Or should we look at it on the team level? Is it is it compatible with both, or is it just for specific cases? Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, I, I tend to think of it as, as scaling pretty well. It, it, again, um, if you the, the idea of the Kanban lens, so if you look at your organization as a, a interrelated set of services, different people are providing services. Whether it's um, internal functional groups, like a, like design services, for example, that's something that a lot of organizations use. Um, Even uh, human resources or um, management um, internal operations uh, services, we don't typically think of them as services, but these are all things that are happening in an organization, in addition to providing actual services for for customers or end customers or external customers. Um, And so... uh, I think it's depending on what the service is. I think it's going to be you. you can do a service delivery review to get feedback on the effectiveness of, and the performance of of the service delivery. So it does scale, and I've even used it on a, on a personal level but in personal kanban, uh, which has given me you know, some insights into how how I'm I'm doing my own my own service delivery.
0: Mm, okay, would you would you maybe
1: want to share a little more about that? Or? <laughs> Well, well, now you're getting personal, demo, but that's okay. Uh, no, uh, I'm happy to say, actually, uh, it's a, a, a very real life scenario. So uh, uh, my uh, so I, I keep track and, and I use CommonEyes to do this. I, I basically um, categorize my personal work in, by cost of delay profile. So I've got uh, swim lanes that um, or expedite the traditional ones that expedite uh, fixed date, which are things that have some kind of a, a due date that are a- an actual due date, not a fake due date. Uh, that's important. we can talk about that in a minute, if you like, uh, and then standard urgency things. Um, and so uh, basically uh, the other day, my wife was asking about something that I needed to have done that day. And, uh, and, and, Rather than just say oh, sure, which is usually what I do, I actually had just had my own personal service delivery review uh, the day before, and I was able to say I actually have a ninety percent chance of getting that that item completed today. Um, and so, so at the moment that was that was satisfactory for her. But in the in the days since, because I was getting feedback on my uh, my due my my fixed date performance, uh, I I was able to pay a little more attention to that. Mm -hmm. And again, that's another benefit of the service delivery review is it really focuses your improvement efforts uh, from the mindset of the customer. What is the customer value about how you're doing it? And so I'm happy to report, Dima, that in the the ensuing uh, couple of weeks, I've improved my due date performance to 96%. So um, (laughs) anyway... I like to brag about it, but, you know.
0: <laughs> Hashtag humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, it's a good thing to be proud of, right? And to put it in simpler words, it's um, just a paraphrase. It's it's about thanking the people who get the result, the outcomes of your efforts, thinking about them as your customer, right? Exactly right.
1: Yeah, it really orients you to... What's important to the customer and, and a lot of times uh, I mentioned the retrospective as an important feedback uh, loop that's great and and we should keep doing retrospectives the retrospectives give us feedback from our internal view of how we're working as a team or a group um, are we getting along are we pairing well are we um, are we engaged are we happy to be working in this environment that's quite separate from the customers uh, concerns you know like um, again if I go to a restaurant uh, it, I as a customer, I'm happy if the, the kitchen staff are enjoying working and they're happy in the in the, in the kitchen. But ultimately, I'm, I can I care more about the, the performance in terms of what it means to me. Like, are they able to get my food to me when um, when I expect it? Am I able to be seated in a in a, uh, a proper time? Uh, and there's obviously a, a correlation or a relationship between uh, internal fitness or internal health. Uh, and the customers' uh, expectations about fitness, but they're di- they're different things, and we need to have separate feedback uh, loops for, for each of them.
0: Mm, right, and you've mentioned the due dates, so maybe we can go into that for a little bit as well. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, so um, you know, I think uh, so. My my claim is that in the, in the absence of actually having performance data, and again, quantitative understanding of how we're how we're performing. We're always going to rely on artificial or fake due dates or, or time constraints. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, even recently in my own organization, uh, we made an internal request to uh, to our design folks, and uh, and we, we wanted something uh, cleaned up, a presentation, just because we have we have zero design skill. Uh, mm-hmm. My colleague and I, and so we, we wanted to turn to our experts. And so um, the in the email, the email response was well do um, you have a, a deadline for this? Right. And so we, we didn't. And and yet, without any kind of understanding of, of how the service is performing, um, we're tempted. And I think everybody is tempted this way to say, well, why don't you give it to me by Friday? So we, we create an artificial uh, due date. And that's, that's not helpful because that actually um, can crowd out other um, possible um, economic outcomes. But it's also uh, we might have a different service delivery expectation that's completely acceptable. um, But as long as we can know what that is, uh, okay, so if if that person had had said, um, well, we have a, as long as this is not an expedite type of a rush job, which has its own implications uh, and impact on on delivery time. If if they had said, for standard delivery items, uh, we get those done uh, within two weeks, uh, 90% of the time. 85% eighty-five percent of the time, whatever, whatever threshold you want to look at, that would have been a, a useful planning me- method for us um, in terms of waiting for our, our work to get back to us. Um, and so, otherwise, like I said, we're 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 left with uh, a, a non-trusting scenario, and it's not, not a personal thing. It's just like in, in the absence of feedback and performance data about how the how the system's performing, how the service is performing, we're left to to make those arbitrary things. And it happens with, with teams and sprints and iterations as well.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, oh, you, you've mentioned some, um, so we, we've actually mentioned quite a few times now the performance data. So maybe could you just quickly explain what you mean there because it sounds like yeah. there is a danger of going to extreme micromanagement here. <laughs> so All right, yeah. that kind of evaluations or what exactly are we looking at?
1: yeah good point so um yeah it's I would say again, if we take a customer focus it's it's what matters most to the customer, and so if the customer cares about micro level things uh, i I haven't come across that where it's um, it's it's really how how fast do you get stuff done? How can I do better planning? Again, how can I plan for any individual work item to be finished? How can I plan for a batch of work items to be finished? Uh, you know, the, you know this the next group of uh, of thirty user stories when can I expect that? And and this this is supported by more probabilistic forecasting methods, um, which are you know give give a probability at different ranges um, and. The, the future. So, uh, instead of publishing a single number or saying, we'll get it, we'll get to it in the sprint or it'll take us 10 sprints to do this. We now have a, a, a much, a much better sense of when things can be done, done uh, and the probable probability that they would be done at each of these dates. Um, so I, I think, again, having the conversation to begin with and say, what, what, what is important? Why have you chosen us? Uh, what do you value? That's going to, that's going to give us the, the most important. Uh, data to, to look at, uh, or at least put us down the right path uh, without getting too lost in the weeds. I, again, teams, I, I've seen this, you know, without having an understanding of what the customer values, they're going to find other metrics. A lot of times they're vanity metrics, you know, um, mm-hmm. velocity, um, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's going to be something that the team is going to want to assess itself. Management is going to want to assess the team um, and, or the service, whatever it is. And so without, Without properly connecting what makes them fit for their purpose from the customer standpoint they're gonna they're gonna optimize on other things that are probably not what's making them fit for their purpose mm-hmm. so not only are they are they wasting their time tracking data that's not useful it could be misleading actually and it could be helping them become unfit for their purpose
0: right, okay um so we've covered some, actually several concepts so far it's been about metrics and service delivery in like metrics in the context of service delivery and that it can be both an organizational level and the personal level but when we connect all of these things what would be the things that a team that has not done this before how do they make it all work so what can we give an example of a successful team from the like how their process looks like
1: yeah so that's good so getting started again it's just as simple as getting the customer in the room or in the the customer in the conversation asking uh you can even do this at the at the beginning of the process so whether you're uh, working with external uh, clients uh, in the sales process saying why would you choose this why why have you chosen this or even using it as a um a diagnostic for understanding why they haven't chosen you. Mm-hmm. Um, that can help you build your your service better. But very simply, just starting with the conversation, what do you what do you value about our service? What makes our service fit for its purpose? And then I, I've used some example scenarios. Well, what if we what if we deliver this in uh, in with this this delivery time? Uh, you know, if eighty five percent of the time we deliver in in 30 days or less. Is that acceptable?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably not. And so you, get, you can start getting scenarios. I've done one, one, uh, uh, one way to do this. Also, it's kind of a fun way is to, to write a sample, uh, Yelp review or like a, a Amazon review, uh, or some kind of a restaurant review as if your service as if your team were a restaurant. And so you have the customer as well as the team, team members, but people who represent the customer, um, writing a review, uh, as if they're, they've are they just gone to a restaurant and saying what they loved about the food, what they loved about uh, the wait staff, how they were treated. Uh, and that, that can actually elicit uh, in, uh, interesting details about what the customer values, even things that the customer might not have even thought of or been, been conscious of to begin with. So that's a fun way to start oh. it too.
0: Yeah, I really like this concept. It sounds fun, but also slightly dangerous if something goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So you mean like
1: uh, you discover something that uh, was completely not uh, not on the table?
0: Yeah, I mean, if, if there is disconnect between the customer expectations and what we deliver, that can be quite a shock mm-hmm. for somebody. <laughs> but I guess Yeah, that's an a- extreme case. Yeah, that's a good point, um, but how much better to find out at the beginning
1: than at the end when, when the contract's on the line or when people have been working really hard on the wrong thing or the, in the wrong way. Um, it, yeah, it would be a shock to, to discover that, but I think that's, that would be the, the point, is getting the shock earlier. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, but it, it sounds like a very, very clever way to approach this. <laughs> yeah it's it's funny you know it, it it
1: brings out some of the creative uh side in people some people do you know it's not not that fun, but I'll just tell you what, what, what I value and that's fine
0: yeah but I guess for many people it would be interesting i I'm guessing mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, because it's not a typical business dry evaluation way of doing that, and speaking of <clears> ways to evaluate it and uh, go around it is are there any frameworks or something that would help us go through? the same process like service delivery review in a more structured way or do we only
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah so uh, there, there's
1: not a lot of stuff out there i mean I like i said uh, i mentioned david anderson before and i know he's got a lot of good materials uh around all the different combine cadences uh for me i i was i was trying to develop something that would be useful in the context of the organizations i've, I've worked with and so i developed a simple Uh, service delivery canvas. Uh, I know everybody canvases these days, but um, it was basically a way to help teams get started. um, A template, if you will, to to understand what are the inputs we need to bring into the the meeting and then what are the things we come out with. And so uh, I've experimented with with different things with that, but um, understanding our performances at each of those, if you're using cost of delay or, you know, like I said, fixed date performance. Uh, Expedite performance if you're using that, and then standard delivery performance. But also, yeah, you know, there's there's no like set um, service delivery review um, format. But I found bringing in things like if you're doing blocker clustering, that can be a, a good form for that because that's really helping you so start solving problems with the system. So it's it's not only just presenting data, um, you know. And again, the canvas has has the inputs, uh, all of our performance data. Um, you know, a scatter plot, for example, of our recent performance, um, but also it gives you a sense of w- what are we going to do here. So it's not just a meeting for the sake of a meeting. Is it, Are these things acceptable? How can we improve things? What are the things we need to improve? And are there some some uh, options for in? Uh, and so it really tailors your your meeting toward uh, objectives, uh, improvement objectives, uh, but it also helps you stay aligned with the customer again. that... Someone from the customer needs to be a part of the meeting, and that's that's a key part of the, the service delivery. Whether you're using a, a canvas or whatever, um, because only the only the customer can give you a sense of are you fit for purpose.
0: Mm, right. Yeah, and that sounds like exactly what Lean tries to promote on every level, thinking about the end value for the end customer. So, yeah, I guess that's that's direct connection with that too.
1: Yeah, and again, I think you know a lot of times the service delivery aspect of our what we do matters just as much as the actual product Um, because
0: Mm.
1: we don't have a sense of you know the product value a lot of times. And but it's it's that relationship that we have um, delivering the service Uh, is that's going to build trust. It's going to help us understand. Uh, in the in the future, how to how to design our our services, how to design our teams, how to design our organizations, so that they're always they're continually fit for the purpose, and so getting that feedback is is absolutely vital. Otherwise, we we have, we're, we're guessing.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, to almost wrap it up, uh, I want to ask maybe two final questions, and they're quite similar. So, what would be the number one advice for teams that? W- are getting started, so one success tip, and what would be the one thing for sure not to do under no circumstance <laughs> oh, good questions um, well so so one tip to get started so yeah um, so I would say
1: ask the question um, with the customer why have you chosen this I, I I know I've said that multiple times, but I think just that it's a simple question uh and then iterating on that and getting feedback on it so what are the types of things that would allow us to know whether we're we're meeting those those criteria, those fitness criteria? Um, so asking the question, discovering discovering your services, I mean, that's maybe that's maybe like step zero is knowing what business you're in, what what kind of services do you provide, uh, what does your customer think you're providing? Just aligning on those things is really a foundational thing before you start doing any kind of feedback loop. Um, the thing not to do, I would say, uh, don't use um, don't use your own internal people to understand your own fitness. So it's kind of the flip side of that. Um, you need to really find out from the customer, however you define customer and you can define it broadly by saying it's whoever is consuming our service. So again, it could be an internal stakeholder, uh, but understanding who the customer is uh, and not using proxies uh, because I can, I can be misleading. It's kind of like the, the same pattern that we have with, with product as well. If you have someone who's not really ultimately responsible for the product, um, making decisions, uh, you're always going to have some kind of an uh, in-between uh, layer of misinformation. And so finding out what makes you fit for your purpose with service delivery is the same pattern.
0: Right. That sounds like a great, great topic. And I, I really would like to thank you for joining us today for this conversation about service delivery review. Yeah. Thank you,
1: Dima. And thank you for asking the personal questions. You know, next time I'll have to ask you some personal questions, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, we can make the, uh, like the 10th episode, let's say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks a lot for your time. And we might see you here next time when you ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it. Thank you, Dima. The Lamp is brought to you by Kanbanize, the leading Kanban software for lean management. Learn more at kanbanize.com. If you'd like to keep learning about the topics we've covered, there are some useful resources links in the description to this episode. Thanks for joining us and see you here next time!